Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to Grow With Soul. Today, I'm chatting with Kate from her new home, where all the writing was going to happen. So we talk about whether the writing is in fact happening and how Kate balances a lightness in her projects with the need for financial security. Mostly though, we talk about love. Kate wrote a newsletter about embarking on a year of love and so today we talk about our experiences of this as single women. We talk about growth, about control, about friendship, about self-respect, and ultimately about choosing how the relationships in our life work. Let's begin. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my friend. How are you? I am, yeah, I'm really well today. I'm, uh, I'm in that, I have that energy where you're like a little stressed just because of all the things you're trying to do kind of before going away for a few days. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it, what a good stress to have. So, no, I'm yeah, good. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you doing over there? Yeah. Carrying on. Surviving. Okay. <laughs> Survive too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you are now in a different place than when we last spoke. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we talked, I was still up in Edinburgh for like my first month of coming over here and getting settled. And now I am down in the country in North Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. where I know nobody and see nobody ever. Although, <laughs> actually, someone just, uh, like a, a delivery service just came to the door maybe 20 minutes ago and asked me if I could take a package on behalf of a neighbor, so I will have to go introduce myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is good, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is where you're going to be for sort of a while, right? Yes. I'm here until the end of May. I should actually check if it's like May 31st or June 1st because I don't actually know. (laughs) Um, But I'm here till the end of May. So yeah, it's like it's already been a month. Like I've already been here for a month. And so I have three more. And yeah, this was the house. Well, last time we had talked, I had sort of said, you know, Edinburgh was like a little bit of like vacation land for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Vacation plus like getting settled, like starting to just do some immigration stuff. And then I would write here. Uh, this is the house I would write in, mm-hmm. which has been happening. We were sort of like, oh, are we putting too much pressure on this house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like actually been really wonderful. It took, I will say, I think it was a week or so, maybe even two, to sort of like really feel that like energy kind of come mm-hmm. through. But I do think, I like, I wonder if... <laughs> you would be able to relate to this at all. I feel like when you don't have much around you and certainly like, I don't know anyone, you know, in very close proximity, the solitude has made it that like ideas have just come through or sort of like the, yeah, especially because I don't really have many people to talk to like in the morning or like the first half or so of the day, because most of my friends are in North America. Mm. And so no, no one's texting me until kind of the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of peace and quiet in the morning and yeah, that 
that seems to have been when ideas have started coming through. And then I just sit down and let it out, whatever it is. I've just been letting it out. Mm. So that's quite nice. I do think there is something in a bit of a change of scene because I, for me, it's like, because like I always live in a place where there's nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. But it is also for me having kind of finished the mapping launch and wrapped all of that up. The last couple of days of that, I was just like, oh, new things are in my head. And it was just like anticipating that kind of change of scene mm. started meaning that other things I've been thinking about kind of sort of pushing their way up and out. Mm. Mm. And I'm I'm not going to ask, please know my curiosity lies <laughs> in wondering what these new ideas are. I'm not going <laughs> to ask because I'm sure they're all too new. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really neat though. And you're you're right. Like change of scenery, um even just like a shift in your routine. Yeah, men- like mental scenery. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah, the house is doing its job so far. <laughs> so do you think it's going to be a full 4 months of just writing like you're in a film like scribbling away or is it <laughs> is it do you feel like there's an end point mm. uh, like an end point to the writing like yeah like is it kind of are you feeling like th- this is going to be four months filled with unbridled creation or is mm-hmm. it something kind of more like once I get to the end of this then it's the end mm. well I think there will be multiple projects mm-hmm. so I think the answer to that is I'll probably yeah work like write slash work quite a bit in the time that I'm here and and that feels really good like again we had talked about this like last time like I'm really craving more work and more routine and and yeah just more creativity I guess like more Mm self-expression and so I I think yeah there will be quite a bit of work just in general but but multiple projects like more than one like I'm doing one very specifically that today I hope I finish and send off. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> so, and then what I will pick up next is a newsletter and I'm going to sell like my next sort of series of workshops, like journaling workshops. And then after that, yeah, there's like a couple different things. But one is um, the idea for a column that I've had for a long time. That um, I still need to, it's like actually the writing part of that I see being like coming together pretty well it's more like the logistics of like where am I housing it like where, mm-hmm. am, I, where am I putting it what am I doing with this thing mm-hmm. um that I haven't figured out all that stuff yet but yeah it feels like there's a real sort of lightness to mm-hmm. the way you're approaching things and it's kind of like well I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do that and there's no like gripping mm-hmm. or pushing mm-hmm. what a great reflection like that feels like such a positive reflection <laughs> Um, and yeah, cause that, that does feel true. It's kind of like with all of the projects, I guess like I don't need any of them or I haven't like placed expectations on any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there's, I don't have a need for any of them to like quote unquote work out or earn me like maybe a specific amount. Like I do have some financial goals for this year. So it's like, I do need to make money this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that is true. Like there's a bit of experimenting happening. There's a bit of just embracing or kind of going after new ideas really without knowing how any of it's going to work out. But 
I, I think like I've said this before, I don't know if we've talked about it, like a goal I have with my work in general or like with writing specifically in general is is this idea like I want to get to the end of my life and feel like I at least like got the most like most of the ideas I've had out of me mm-hmm. um, and I see myself sort of chasing that this year or like really starting that I guess <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that is a fun reflection though I like that and so that I guess is the great having that as a greater goal I guess for one of a better word because it's not like a goal but you know having that as like a greater purpose behind things because that's what I was going to come on to say like backstory that something that I've found in myself and I spoke about it on the podcast last week slash this week for us that especially during mapping my kind of expectations versus reality was like insanely out of sync like so otherworldly out of sync that and, and that caused me a great deal of like actual pain like mm. just not being very good at life but and and in various other parts of life as well that there's been a real discrepancy between expectations and reality but also me living in expectations rather than living in reality mm. and i suppose when you were sort of saying about you do have financial targets you need to hit and yet not holding the expectation around the work. <laughs> My question was going to be, how do you do that? But that, <laughs> you know, that yeah. might not be the easiest thing to answer, but what your thoughts are on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. And so part of it also is that, like, I still have, like, some money right now that I can keep living off of. Plus, I do earn, I guess now you could like classify it as like passive income, like because I do earn royalties from the year of less. And I get like four payments of that throughout the year. So it's like that, that can help cover like some of my like basic living expenses at the very least. Like a financial goal for me, very specifically related to this move is I want to buy a car. And because I'm new and I don't have any credit history here, I will have to pay cash, which means I need to save save more uh, so that I can do that and also save enough that I can buy something that's like reliable. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. buy something super old and that's just going to be a bunch of problems for me. Yeah. So that's like when I speak about goals, like that's like a big one for me this year. But yeah, I think that like I just can't deny the fact that earning royalties is something that helps me. Mm-hmm. It gives me not enough to like live off of. Like I couldn't just live off my royalties, but it gives me enough that if I'm doing other projects and making some amount of money from them, like it all evens out yeah. to, like, to what I need. So plus still literally like still having money left over from like 2020 because my earnings were really high that year and we couldn't do anything that year. Mm-hmm. So I saved so much or just literally kept so much like in the bank to ultimately live off of knowing mm-hmm. that this, this this is a year I want to like take my business more seriously. So I do want to sort of set up some things that that could make me more money or like maybe it's selling another book proposal or, or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still have like some money in the bank. Plus I do earn royalties. Mm-hmm. Like I will earn, I think I could earn royalties actually as early as tomorrow. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I think I'm like, I look back at my, my email and I'm like, well, I got, I got one March 4th of last year. So <laughs> 
But yeah, th- there is something, even though it's not, the number itself isn't enough to live off of, that sort of mental security of knowing something will be coming in kind of acts as a bit of a platform to, whereas uh, it, for, for me, it's like, uh, well, if I don't do something, nothing's going to come in. And that has, there's a, f- a more of a fraughtness to that, I think. Yes. Yes, I agree. And I also can look back and say, I remember like from where I was when I started working for myself, which is almost seven years ago now, when I started that, there was this very slow, gradual letting go of client work. Like there was never like an all in one, I'm just done. Mm -hmm. And now it's all on me. Like it was kind of, I'd let like one client maybe would not need people anymore. And I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to let that one go and like kind of see what happens. And, and it's sort of like, I've, I guess I've always had to for my own self, like had to operate where I've had something like there's like a buffer of some kind. Yeah. Anyways. So you mentioned a column and you also mentioned that in an email, (laughs) but not just to me, to the world (laughs) Um, the whole world (laughs) so do you want to talk a little bit about that email and that column idea and where you're at with it yeah yeah gosh I mean yeah so the column itself is uh the idea for it came from noticing that over the years and I'm I'm thinking back on many many years ago when I was still blogging like started or questions would start coming through about how I seem to have friends like all over the world or sort of how did I maintain friendships? Yeah, how do you maintain long distance relationships? Like all, all kinds of stuff. And and I would answer them here and there, but it's literally like looking back and saying or just seeing that this has been a pattern. Like this is something people have asked me about a lot over the years. And so I like Hi Friend is the name of it. And that is something I have said forever and I think that yeah it just feels like fun it feels fun to actually use it as a title of something so I've thought about this for like over a year now and originally I think I was really like I held back on it because I was sort of in a space of feeling like oh I'm not the right person to do this like whatever that even means like I what whoa go into that a bit yeah no it was like feeling like like should I be someone who's like like studies friendship like researches friendship Mm. should I be someone who yeah just has has you know like some kind of like credential behind me or something because it's like I do know people who do that literally for a living Mm -hmm. right like they literally research friendship for a living and work as a therapist but it's like, I, I know someone who does that. So it's like, well, shouldn't it just be like what, what she does or something? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so like there was probably some like imposter stuff in the beginning and then sat with it longer. And then ultimately was like, okay, I've never done anything from a place of thinking I'm an expert. Like that's never how I've operated. And I never will. Like that's just not who I am. And also that's not, that's often not like who I read or consume content from, right? Like I want stories. I'm like, well, I have lots of stories. I have lots of stories and lots of friendships and like lots of relationships that I can use, not not to share my people's stories or anything, but like, like I have so much experience connecting with people that I can use 
in something like this. And so, yeah, finally just like got to the place of like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Like I'm just mm-hmm. going to do it and see what happens. Um, and so I threw it out there as this thought, like if, if anyone has like questions or if you want to share a story even and maybe a question you're sitting with and it's not even that you know you need advice per se but like yeah like a question that's resting on your heart something that is on your mind and you're just wanting to yeah talk about it with someone okay so um Kate just had a knock on the door and we can't quite remember what we were saying beforehand. <laughs> also, how did that happen in the country? Yeah. <laughs> like there's no one here ever. <laughs> but what oh. I do, I think what I, we might pick up the thread again, but I really wanted to speak to the thing you said about being an expert mm. beforehand because literally this week I've been writing something about truth and I got myself into this place of just like, well, I need to research the history of the philosophy of truth before I can continue. And like, it became like this real sticking point for me. And my friend was like, yeah, but you're not a journalist. And I was like, oh yeah, there are literally a hundred thousand journalists who could do a researched piece about the nature of truth and that's I don't need to do that I can leave that for them and I can do what I do which is the experience of it and a kind of more personal way so I just I think it's so interesting that when we have an idea that's maybe like a bit stretchy the first place we go is oh, but I'm not the world's expert on this and maybe mm-hmm. I need to become that and s- sap all the joy and the magic out of the initial idea before I can start. Well, and then also, like going back to what I was saying, it's like like people are asking me questions about this stuff not because I'm an expert, because they're literally just curious. Mm-hmm. Like curious how you do it. How do I do it? That's literally yeah. all I can speak to. And of course, like there is stuff I can also speak to because of sort of all the content I have consumed on this topic already. Like I do have information or ideas within me because of content I've consumed in the past. Mm. And so I can reference that because that is in me already, but I don't need to be an expert. I can just, again, name it even from a place of here's a thing that helped me when I was figuring this out. I listened to this podcast or watched this YouTube video or read this book and and that's enough. Like you don't have to be the expert. You can literally point to resources that have helped you. Yeah. So that is that is the idea, which yeah, is like it feels really exciting. It feels exciting also because it speaks to something that personally I have like learned to be true about myself specifically especially in therapy the last couple of years, but just I'm interested in, in general right now, which is just the idea, like there is only so much growth you can do on your own. And at some point, any, any other growth you might do happens because you are in relation to other people. Mm. And, and that growth will never happen if you don't have relationships with other people, friendships, really like all kinds of relationships. Like if you're not connecting to other people, you, you wouldn't experience that growth. And I'm very interested in that mm-hmm. as a topic. Yeah, that I really resonate with that because that was something that I found was the understanding and kind of recovering from the situation that I was in for seven years. And I thought I was doing a tip top job. And then like I met someone and it was like, 
oh, we are at the bottom of the mountain. Mm. (laughs) There is, as soon as you add in a dynamic with another person, it's like, oh, and and, and actually something for me is like a, a control dynamic. Like that's what I've been used to. And so it hadn't occurred to me that two people could relate to each other and one wouldn't be in control of the other. Like I thought that the control Mm. was a default of a relationship between people. And so that Mm. was what like was stressing me out. It was like, well, who's in control? Is it me or is it him? Is it me or is it him? And it's like, maybe like nobody has to be in control. Like maybe that's actually an option. (laughs) Oh my, I'm like... I'm so curious about this right now. (laughs) And to your comfort level, is there anything more explicit that you would share of what the control, like maybe like looks or feels like? It's, I would describe it as who had the upper hand. And so a lot of it would be what you would consider to be kind of like game playing. So like Mm -hmm. who was the last person to text? Who's been left Mm. on red? Like who's driving this who wants it more who's following who's leading like if i suggest we do something and he says no does that mean that means he's got the control but then if he texts me and i don't text back then i get the control back and it was this like almost like tug of war like passing over of the control and me trying to like hold onto it rather than just Mm. like existing it wasn't it wasn't relating to the person it was like relating to the control that was being passed back and forth Mm. yeah I don't want to point everything to this but like it it really speaks to something you see in how people's attachment styles like play out yeah the like seeking of control because then it it makes me think like the only way to truly sort of like let that go or not maybe the only way but a way to let that go is like when at least one of the people can step into a position of just feeling really secure and and being okay with, yeah, whether it's like you don't hear from them for a day or whatever that like, it doesn't have to mean anything. Mm -hmm. That's just, you're good. Like you're good in yourself and everything's okay. But it's, yeah, easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah, that's ideal, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, easier said than done for sure. It's, um. Mm. Well, and it's interesting you say about attachment styles because I am anxious and I am certain that this other person's avoidant. So it was like literally like two magnets opposing each other of like needing the opposite things and just, yeah, pushing each other away. Yeah, which is the most classic dance, Mm -hmm. right? And and. And that they always find each other. You just described like every relationship I've ever had <laughs> until more recently. Like every relationship before that was I'm also anxious and mm. have always chosen avoidant men. Always, always. Mm. So, yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very human. It's very human, especially to keep playing it out. I think until either either something happens or you do a lot of work one of the people needs to do a lot of work mm. to become more secure yeah anyways we could go I guess on. it's I a way of it. like overcorrecting as well which I think like we all in, in so many ways in life we're always like oh overcorrect and go like mm-hmm. right into something else and it's just another manifestation of that and control like it kind of speaks to control too mm-hmm. like the overcorrect yeah interesting interesting mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh man. Yeah, was there something like in in my newsletter that like kind of stood out for yes. you? Yes. Oh, so, okay. 
yes there was and now in my head I'm like oh god did I make this up am I right in saying that you said about the year of love yeah yes (laughs) I was like this like why did I make this up yeah so you talked about Mm. this year being the year of love having obviously had the year of less yeah just having fun with words (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) Um, so what what are your thoughts with that? Is this a re- like a really, really recent decision for want of a better word? Yeah, and it's one that it's so fascinating because I'm I'm sort of noticing it's like, is it or like this question of like, have I started it? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I think I think that I have. Like I don't think it actually had a start date. It's not sort of like a, a challenge or something quite like what the year of less was. Yeah, there's no tick boxes. Uh, no, so it's not not like that. But, oh gosh, where do I even begin on like, where did it come from? It's like, I guess there's two different thoughts. Like one was, I guess like having a relationship, and I say still having, because this person is very much in my life. Like, so, so sort of starting and having a relationship with someone where the thought was that it would be sort of like a big romantic relationship, like that that is what it was going to lead to. And us getting to a place, like at this moment where it's like, that's not like exactly what we're doing. However, like we love each other and have a big relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that in all of that, like especially I'd say like just like the switch, right? Like you're thinking you're going to have a big romantic relationship. And then coming to this place where it's like, well, okay, well, that's not true. Like then sitting with just questions of like, well, like, what do I actually want? Like, what do I want now? Like, if that's no longer true, what do I want? And I think like what I realized is that that is a question I haven't really asked that much in romantic relationships, very specifically. I think in the past, I like with picking avoidant people and doing that whole dance like it was I was just constantly accepting like whatever love I was finding or or was being given to me and I wasn't sort of standing securely in myself and going well what do I actually want from someone or from a relationship and yeah like what I want it to look like what I want it to feel like what yeah just any of it like I've just never really asked myself that I was always accepting kind of whatever I got or I guess sort of following the path of well like if someone chooses you you just kind of go with it and that that is largely not all but like that is largely my dating history and so for the first time to sort of be in a position where I'm I guess like technically single but (laughs) yeah in like a like yeah in like also a big and kind of wonderful friendship relationship just going okay like me right now in this moment, what do I actually want? And starting to notice things like, I actually don't think that I want a romantic relationship right now. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And and then also asking myself like more questions then about like, what do I want? What love or like intimacy would I like in my life? And I think it's the first time I've ever really let myself explore options that are, I guess, like outside of outside of the norm or outside of like the standard of what we're told. Also too, because like we do just live in a society that like monogamous love is like the ultimate goal in all friendships and relationships. Like it's just mm-hmm. like, that's the goal. Is that you 
you find at least that relationship and then you've like done it <laughs> like mm-hmm. and, and you've like won the relational chart or like goals in life yeah. and it's um yeah so it's like it's just been really interesting to be starting to ask myself like like if almost like I could design what I I wanted for myself in my life in this moment what would it include like then I was just noticing that it's not just romantic relationships that I'm thinking about this with, but like friendships and community. And and from there, especially in like, what do I want right now? One of the reasons some of these answers are becoming more clear, specifically about like a romantic relationship is I, I am newly landed in a place that I actually don't know exactly where I'm going to be living. And a thing I don't want is to build this like around some new person I don't even know mm-hmm. like I didn't move over here either for a romantic relationship like that's not why I moved here and so like it feels really important to me right now that I'm clear on like what I want and reminding myself like why I moved here and and yeah it feels like at that point like adding just sort of like dating or like all of that will just be a distraction from setting up the life I actually want over here. And yeah, so I think like right now, like this is this is such a long-winded answer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like what I do know is that I am asking a lot of these questions for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like thinking about this like idea of like the year of love, like there's, there's both, it's almost like two part in my head is like finally asking myself some of those questions for the first time feels really important. But then also looking at where and how much love already exists in my life. Mm -hmm. And like, how can I deepen that? Or how can I deepen community or certain relationships? And and not just like, obviously, in receiving love, but like how like the question I had sort of posed to a friend where some of this was prompted was like, how can I embody love Mm. in daily life? Like, what can I bring and and realizing like right at the start I'm like oh it's not even actually just going to be about relationships but like how can I be more loving to myself mm. and just what does that look like and so yeah so it's like it's strange it's still really up in the air this thought is like I don't like I'm not like I don't have like a date or like a challenge of what this year is or looks like or includes there's no goals to it mm-hmm. it's just I guess being really intentional about thinking about this topic for the first time. So not not surprising to anyone in my life who talks to me regularly, but I'm talking about this all the time. Like I'm talking about friendships, relationships, love all the time right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like which is fun for me. I don't know if people are sick of it yet. But <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. because again, like I said, I just I haven't I haven't done that very much. Like I, I've been in it. I've been in my friendships and relationships, but to be really exploring it as a topic and thinking about it more intentionally is very new mm. and feels like fun and expansive. And like, there's just like filled with possibilities that I've never imagined before. So. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like a, a healthy control. Like it's a mm-hmm. taking ownership of what happens rather than as you said at the beginning just like taking what you're given it's Mm -hmm. 
designing it and like yeah to being having agency within it perhaps more than being in control but yeah 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 Yeah, because I was like I don't know if it's control especially because like you can't control anyone who you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. with like you literally all you can do is sort of control how you respond (laughs) to things or respond to shifts or things that people say or do yeah there's no control over what someone else is thinking or or doing but yeah like I like that the the agency and it just feels really intentional. Mm-hmm. Like it feels really intentional. I mean, it's also been uncomfortable too already in the sense that some of the ideas that I have or that are like coming up for me, they feel like things I can already imagine. Like if you ever said it out loud, like I can just imagine sort of certain friends or family members, like what they might say. Mm-hmm. I feel like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Like what, what people might say to some of those things. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, I found that that was giving me, I guess a lot of pause at first. And it was only like through talking about it a bit, actually like one it being pointed out, like in all other areas of my life, like I'm quite comfortable doing whatever's right for me. So how interesting Mm-hmm. that this is one I'm thinking about, uh, like, what would people think? And then, like, for anyone who's read Adventure specifically, too, like, this is actually always part of my process, right? Like, there's always a piece of me, whether it's, like, quitting drinking or deciding to, like, move to a new city or, like, whatever it might be, there's always been a part of the process where I'm going through that stage of it of, like, oh, what are people going to think or mm-hmm. say? Or, or just, like, will this affect my relationships or whatever, that's always part of it. And so mm-hmm. I think like I'm I'm moving through that stage. Yeah. And I think as well, like listening to you talk about it, it it sounds like really self-respectful. Mm. And there is something about unbridled self-respect, particularly in women, that society finds really uncomfortable. And so the part of society that's inside us finds it uncomfortable. I think I'm feeling like the weight of that, just the weight <laughs> of that statement. Yeah, that like, yeah, choosing what's right for you has not has not been allowed. Yeah, in so many ways, and still isn't or is still, yeah, the stories are still there. The stories of what you're supposed to do or what you're supposed to chase are still there. That's something that I ask myself quite a lot is like, what would feel like self-respect in this situation? Because mm. it's not always what feels right in inverted commas. No, no, it's, that's more a question of like, yeah, not, not just like, how do I feel or whatever, but like, yeah, like, what does the version of myself who loves myself or who would want to take care of myself, like, what would they do? Mm. Like, if I loved myself, if I, yeah, respected myself, like, what would I do? And also, what would you tell a friend? Mm-hmm. If they, if they asked for advice, <laughs> if a friend asked for advice. What would you say? What would you point them to? What kind of questions would you ask them? Yeah. Actually, something that Jen said to me once was, what would you do if you be- if you truly believed in your own lovability? Mm. And that was a very interesting question mm. because it was like, oh, in this imaginary land <laughs> where I do believe that. Mm. And it was like how big that, a the gap was between where I was and pretending that there was a full belief in that and also how much clearer things like the answer was instant oh I mean that's amazing because I almost like it was in like 
Well, but like love comes in so many different forms. It was then then like a counterthought almost to that. Like, mm. but I, it is still speaking to two different things. Like just believing, first of all, that you are lovable is like sort of the first piece of that. Mm-hmm. And then secondary, like the thought or the question for me was like, yeah, like what are all the different kinds of love you could have? And and who can, yeah, who can give those to you? So yeah, like that that in general is like a thing I would say I'm really exploring this year. Like in this one relationship, it's like, okay, so it's, you know, it's not a romantic relationship. And yet there's a kind of love that exists between us that I haven't experienced before. I'm being like, wow, this is so interesting. Like I, yeah, and, and that it feels really good and very healthy. And so it's like, yeah, what does it look like to explore that? Like it's so different from anything I've experienced. And yeah, what does it look like for that to to be sort of added to the definitions of kinds of love that are possible? Um, it's a great topic. <laughs> I know we're kind of all over the place. Or like, there's like so many so many different things that are being said. I know. <laughs> there was something that I wanted to talk to you about, and mm-hmm. because it's something that's like been in my mind, and I don't know whether it just exist for me that because you, you mentioned as well about how monogamous partnership is like mm. society's gold standard and yet something that I feel and have felt as a single woman is like I have to be visibly okay with it okay like with I like in order like I have to and I don't I'm saying the words have to because that's how it sort of feels is like I can't say oh, I'd actually quite like a partner because that feels like, no, you should be a strong, independent woman. Mm. You should be like happy single and like only meet someone when you're truly 100% happy by yourself. Like I've, and I don't really know where I've picked this up from, just the sort of ether of the world of just feeling very much like I can't slip from this kind of projection of like, Yay, I love being single. <laughs> mm, like, would you want to... Sorry, just so I'm clear, like, would you mm-hmm. want to be saying you're happy being single? Or, like, does it feel like that's the thing you're not allowed to say? Like, No, it feels single? like, yeah, you have... Like, you have... If you're single, you have to be happy about it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, kind So, like, kind of. Kind right. of. Like, I'm like... Yeah, it might, might be helpful to be more clear. Like, there's, there's maybe something that is kind of... That feels unacceptable about being visibly unhappy with being single and that Mm. you have to seem like this really independent, strong woman who don't need no man and and, and embody that publicly. Oh gosh. I wonder if that's, (laughs) doesn't sound like that's something you've ever felt because you don't know what I mean, but. (laughs) No, 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 no. But I mean, like there's, there's like it I, I haven't felt that exactly in a way it's just giving me pause of like it's sort of yeah like where does that where does that come from where it, it's literally I'm just questioning right now like where does that come from where what are the messages because I would say that like I ha- I guess I haven't always felt comfortable saying like being single feels great or whatever but I have always <laughs> this is true like I've had friends in the past who it's like they seemed very c- committed or like 
resigned to this idea that like I needed to date I needed to find someone Mm -hmm. and I I find like when something like that happens or like when that's kind of people's messaging I I question that Mm -hmm. because I'm like my life is like a thing that's true for me it's not even like the independence piece my life is very full like I have a full life with a lot of love in my friendships and so I just I, I just haven't felt this huge draw to do the whole like big deep long-term romantic relationship commitment like all like I just haven't had that but yeah certainly when people sort of say like oh well you should be dating or you should go on lots of dates then you'll find someone and I'm like like well that's an I see it almost as a challenge like why do you think I have to do that But yeah, I'm curious, like where that, like where that, like your thought, where does that come from? Mm. And it could just be my kind of like personal stuff of like not wanting to be like, not show a crack or like almost in a kind of achievement way of, well, I'm achieving what I want to achieve. Mm. (laughs) So I'm not going to pretend like I'm not where I want to be. Because yeah, it's more, it's more multifaceted than that. And it's, it's, it really, and it like, changes week to week where I can go for periods where I'm like I literally can't go back to an empty house again Mm. and then I'm like I don't want anyone anywhere near me Mm. (laughs) and you know like a date gets cancelled and what I feel is relief and then that's interesting because it's like it's and going right back to what you were saying about what do I want right now it throws that into question of like oh well maybe is what I thought I wanted what I wanted do I still want it do I just not want it right now like how true is it it's funny because as you were talking the thought that I had was just to ask like have you recently asked yourself that question like what do I want right now like right now, like if you were just thinking in the next two months, three months, like so not not sort of the long term. And it's okay if you don't have the answer, but like have you asked yourself that question recently? Well, uh, not explicitly, but mm. like I'm going to Lisbon for three weeks at the end of April. So I um, have been in like the last week or so since booking that, like I don't want anything I don't, don't want to think about anything before I get back from there. Right. Yeah. 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 Just giving yourself like some space right now and then focus on you, focus on your, your trip. I'm very excited to hear about your trip after. <laughs> yeah. Or during. <laughs> before, during and after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is an answer though. Like, Okay, so like dating's not a priority before you go. Mm-hmm. Great, great. And then it's like, what is? Because like for me, yeah, that that piece of like, what do I want right now? Like, I don't know how I'll feel. I don't know in six months or like towards the end of this year. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like right now, I know that my top focus is on top of like work and and stuff like making money and stuff like that. Like. On top of that, my focus will be on like figuring out where I want to live. Mm-hmm. And and I like a thing I'm really craving is some local community. And it does not everyone has to like be my best friend or anything. But you know, just like having, you know, people who know you 
mm-hmm. having whether it's like a coffee shop or or somewhere that you go, a bookshop you go to, or something where like someone knows you, um, or where you feel really at home. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, yeah, it's like there are, there are pieces for me right now, or like the the focuses, I guess, are like figuring out those pieces of of what life looks like over here, and yeah, and also just building upon friendships over here. Like I want to actually see people I know in the UK, uh, like build some new friendships in, in like a local community as well. But yeah, like build upon the friendships that I do have over here. And I think like the more you think about those things, you're like, this all takes time too. Yeah. And if my focus, and I guess it's not like you can't also have maybe like romantic partnership in that as well. But it's like, it feels really important to me to build up my life and like, just feel like I have a life of my own Mm -hmm. then if I want it like then I could add someone into it because that has been a thing that's been true for me for a long long time is knowing that I'm not interested in just adding anybody to the mix Mm -hmm. like they have to actually um and not in like a like a productivity kind of way but like who who they are and like what they embody has to actually add to the life Mm -hmm. that I already have Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to feel good in the life I have before I add someone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't want them to be the thing that makes life like better or good or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to actually love the life I have and then consider adding someone to it. Mm-hmm. See what you've just described there is what I was getting at. Right. Okay. That in like, I feel from the world mm. that that is, a have to that one mm. is is not allowed love romantic love until they've sussed out the kind of life they want to have and like i'm not against the idea of finding out the life you want to have i just react against things that i feel i have to do um, yeah. so yeah that's but obviously you don't really feel that well i guess that yeah because it's so interesting there like what we're saying is that for some reason you feel like it's a have to. For me, I literally feel like it's the opposite of what I see. Like Mm. I actually feel like it's the opposite of what I see. What I see is typically most people just get into relationships and they just do it. Mm. And, and then there's a lot of unintentionality that occurs and that you, people don't often ask themselves a lot of questions and you just go along with a lot of things and, and aren't, yeah, thinking about, like what you actually want as a person. Um, and so that's super interesting that we're almost like having opposite experiences with it. Cause I'm like, I feel like what I'm describing is what literally like, let's say like all my friends, not all my friends, but some of my friends back home would, would argue against for me. Like their thought would be like, Oh, you just find someone and then you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, so I'm like, I'm the one who feels like I'm challenging like what their beliefs are. Like almost like I'm doing it differently by putting, it's not even like putting yourself, I guess kind of though. It's it's more just like, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's just different. Like I do feel like my approach is different from most people in my life. Mm. So that's yeah. super interesting. That is interesting as well. And because even like talking of friends, talking about it, my friends very much talk in terms of like the person, not 
a person mm-hmm. and in some ways are slightly more picky than me in terms of people that I date <laughs> and have their own criteria for the people that I'm going to date mm. so that is interesting well and that's then a whole new topic yeah just like <laughs> Well, because that, I mean, that just makes me want to, not to be crude about it, but kind of like shit all over the idea of romanticism in general of like, I, I don't, I don't know that that exists. Like that there is, like it just doesn't, right? Like Mm -hmm. there isn't like the person for you or whatever. (laughs) Like it's, you're literally like choosing who you are doing life with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's often not probably who you ever thought it would be mm-hmm. um, or just whatever idea you had. Uh, yeah. Like you make choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, I'm also like, don't really subscribe to the idea of like the one because yeah. how convenient that the one is somebody like who lives in your area like on a planet of seven billion people you found them like five minutes down the road like really 100 percent. yeah 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 well and even to that end though it's like because you can meet people long distance and Mm -hmm. like my last three relationships all started long distance and one of them was always long distance like we never lived near each other but yeah they weren't the ones you know it's but it's like i do think you could have like a really good relationship or like uh alan de botton i don't know if you've ever like read any of his stuff or like consumed any of his content but he runs the school of life but he talks about this idea of like the good enough relationship mm. like, there are lots of people you could have a good enough relationship with and like why why isn't that the goal like, why does it have to be or like live up to like some wild criteria of what you think it's supposed to be or what the world says it's supposed to be like what if you got to define mm. what that was um mm. Yeah, and the definition is so, and like I've had a conversation of like somebody I was seeing feeling concerned because we'd been on 10 dates and therefore that should mean that we were at a certain place. Mm. And like he was worried that I was thinking that and I wasn't thinking that at all. But it's like, it's that kind of very conscious, like, and, and, it was also like people will think mm. we should be moving to the next stage or whatever because we've hit this arbitrary number of times we've seen each other that yeah it just like it runs so thick through it that it can be so hard to detach from that and remember that you get a choice in how it plays out and i i think with this person particularly like that he could never get to the point of making his own of making the choice it was like the the expectation just became too too much and couldn't couldn't get wrap his head around us self-defining it self-defining yeah to that end just speaks to like you again honestly going back to the beginning of it it's like you sadly can't like always help people i was gonna use like the control that's too strong a word it's like you can't like control the way that his brain was working mm. in that moment mm-hmm. to like get him to a place where he, it's like, well, we could do this other thing. Like mm-hmm. we could figure it out on our own. And yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, so there's like some wonderful people that, yeah, you would just not be able to, uh, or that, that not be able to, it's like, they won't change their mind or they won't be able to see outside the box or, or see what's right for them. Mm-hmm. Like won't even let themselves think about what's right for them. Like what, what about these stories aren't working for me? 
I'm also like, what are the stories preventing you from experiencing? Like that, that's actually like a thing, you know, I'm really exploring this year in general, I would say is like, what are the various stories that have been in my head? What, what might they prevent me from experiencing that I don't want to not like, it's like, I want to, I want to have these experiences. Mm -hmm. So like, how can I let go of some of the stories so that I can experience something different? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really the most interesting piece of it is like, to me, or like the place I've had to like really work through in the past little bit is like, if there's no, (laughs) if there's no story, if there's no sort of model that you're going off of then you really don't know what the outcome could be and that is a little yeah that's a little scary uh or maybe yeah. scary is too strong of a word but like it's you're really it's like you really understand you're entering the unknown yeah. well and and you have to really make effort you can't just follow the script mm. and so it is scary because it's like well it's it's down to me to make this and <laughs> i have to make a decision and I don't trust myself to mm. make a decision that I'm going to like in six months' time. Mm. So either I'm going to follow the script or I'm going to opt out entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me right now, living the living is in the middle of that. Yeah. Of like, I'm not, I don't want to follow the scripts. I'm not interested in that. When I guess opt out of like, if we did it in terms of like adventures and opting out. Yeah. Like, I realized, oh God. And I, okay. Well, like if we, if we took it in that one, then, then I would say that is, I guess, like what I'm doing of being like, I literally have no idea where any of this will go. And like what I want is to feel, like to feel all the, the things that I am experiencing. I want them to be part of my life. And it requires a lot of presence and openness and a lot of like communication, a lot of dialogue. I actually think in some ways, like as soon as you're doing something that's even slightly unconventional, at least up front, like it needs needs a bit more dialogue, right? Like when when you're choosing to not follow the scripts, the stories, it needs a bit more dialogue, like between the two people or or any anyone who's involved, because yeah, you are designing it. You you are. It's all on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, what feels good here? Oh, what feels good today? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I could talk about this for another hour and we still we still wouldn't really we would just be wild and winding, but such is love. Yeah. And it's like super explorative, or like it should be. I don't know. Like I think in general that's just a thought this year that I'm just sitting with myself is like like I wrote it in that email, it was like there are so many different kinds of love and so many different like ways we can love each other and like I I want to experience all kinds. Like I I'm just so yeah. Like I'm just curious. I'm curious what it will look and feel like this year. I really don't know. But it's like right now I know that I have yeah, like a kind of love in my life that I have not experienced in the past. And it feels so yeah, like so special, so unique. And just enjoying it. We just want to enjoy it and like leave it at that, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> Great ramble. <laughs> Any links we mentioned will be in the show notes on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me and Kate on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason and she's at Kate Flanders. Kate is C A I T. If you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this conversation, then please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, 
hope you grow a soul.